So I think this week, Mike, instead of doing some fancy welcome to the podcast intro, we just jump right in there mm-hmm. talk about the weeks that uh, we've both been having and how it's been going and how easy this walk with the Lord is. You just breeze easy. through it. Oh, yeah. You just wake up oh, every sunshine, day. sunshine, rainbows. It's like the Cinderella. Ten-pound bass every time <laughs> you go fish. Holes in one. Oh, yeah. Okay, you got the tricked out golf cart. Oh man! Oh, it's waiting on you. I got the range finder where I can just—I mm-hmm. mean, it tells me what, which club to use and everything. You, know, you just close your eyes and swing. Everybody, you yeah, close your eyes, swing. Mm-hmm. It goes straight right at it. Everyone I deal with is in a good mood, and nobody you know. ever calls you with problems. <laughs> that is the fairy tale life that some mm-hmm. people think that comes along with uh, mm-hmm. Christianity. And Christianity and is so much more of a grind than, than that. The heart is more deceitful than anything else and incurable. Who can understand it? I, Yahweh, exi- examine the mind. I test the heart to give to each according to his way, according to what his actions deserve. Mm. Man's That's a, heart. What his actions deserve. That's pretty mm-hmm. rough. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it, are we you have on to exp- right now? Yeah, okay. I think it's funny because you have to explain because people will say follow your heart. That's a, that's a common thing. Like a, no, don't do that. Don't do that. But I think what they're really saying is because I think when we say don't follow your heart, it's evil. Your heart is deceitful. The Bible says mm-hmm. don't follow your heart. It's more deceitful than anything else. That they hear us say don't follow your passions because that's what people associate with their heart. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the different, the different differentiation. Is mm-hmm. that the right word? I don't know. I'm not good at that. But that's the difference. Follow your passion because God put that passion there. But don't trust your heart because it'll yeah. uh, lead to your fleshly desires. And, and the thing is, is all through the Bible, and we've talked about it in class several times, is uh, I, don't, I don't know really how to say it, but your heart is what God wants. Yeah. In your soul. Because we've gotten a discussion about <clears throat> when you get saved, where does the Holy Spirit go? Mm-hmm. It goes to your heart. Mm-hmm. And where usually wherever your heart goes, your mind and your in your soul and your in your uh, body is going to go with it. Oh, yeah. So um, it says, you know, wherever your heart is or wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Yeah. Is it? Did I say that right? Wherever your heart is, that's where your treasure is? Wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is? Yeah. So it's it's you, God's main focus a lot of times is your heart. Yeah, because He's like even in when uh, in First Samuel, it's like don't look at His appearance because I've already rejected Him. Because man looks at this, and James says the the lust of the eyes. Yeah, and God says I look at the heart because you can't hide what's in your heart. No, you, you, you what's in your heart you can hide from me because I can't see your heart. Mm-hmm. Well, God can. My heart can be thinking all kind of things about you, and mm-hmm. I can smile on your face. Mm-hmm. And that happens every week, not 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 me to you. Daily, <laughs> daily. Yeah, definitely happens. Yeah. Um, but but it is in the heart, and in this week, I know we talked about it all already. But I've I've just been really really secular this week. I've yeah. Started cussing and just running into them hard times it's like man and the customer was like mike i don't think i ever heard you cuss before i said well you did today <laughs> I, it was funny some, yesterday someone uh, was talking about a play they're in 
it's a it's a friend, a, a mutual friend. You just don't know who I'm talking about right now. But they were talking about a play that they're going to be in, and they were uh, going to invite me and my family to go. And they said, "What? Well, I, I don't know. Hold on. It's got to drop you f bombs in there. You think you'll be okay with that?" And I'm just thinking, man, if you only knew. <laughs> Like if you only knew that that would I'm be the only, only the pastor on Sunday. Well, <laughs> don't say that. You get me fired. But it's like, yeah, if you only knew other things that I hear and see. I mean, I always have a not a problem. I just have a I don't know a, a way about understanding that. People, what you listen to and what you watch and what you see affects mm-hmm. what comes out. I agree with that to yeah. a certain extent. But I think when you reach a level of spiritual maturity, you can get away from that like overtaking your language and mm. overtaking your actions and stuff like that and so and i guess that's what you're saying because we we talked a couple of weeks ago about under as a leader understanding that everyone's at a different level of spiritual maturity mm-hmm. like the thing was no one has enough maturity i like, think i started over this week you started over <laughs> <laughs> and so i'm not saying i'm i may i don't know if i'm more mature or not more mature than you but you know the, the way the language goes man I was just thinking about you the other day because being a mechanic, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the most time that I want to cuss mm-hmm. if I'm trying to do something with my car or at my house. This week we had a problem with the microwave and a, and a, um, and a dishwasher. And out dude, the, out the window it went. Taking well, they wouldn't fit out the window, but out the door <laughs> they almost went. It was uh, it was intense, but it worked out. You know, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. But I could, I was thinking about you this week, thinking, man, I use some bad language when I'm doing that kind of stuff because it drops quick like mm-hmm. just where I hit my hand or I just something won't come loose or yeah and you and you get real upset but you're right God judges judges the heart mm-hmm. and I think one thing I remember from a Louis Giglio study we did a long time ago it was called worship but it was saying worship is the activity of the soul like it's something you do every day all day it's in your heart it's in your DNA it's just there and it led me to start thinking about this is what I brought tonight to read it's it's from the life principle bible that dr stanley had but his number one life principle as he starts this bible off it says our intimacy with god his highest priority for our lives uh, determines the impact of our lives and so that i think that all points back to your heart Hmm. if god if you're intimate with god and you're so tight with him and you you pray daily or you read your scriptures i mean i won't say daily uh, but weekly and you are fellowshipping with people, just encouraging one another, lifting each other up. If that is your intimacy with God and that is the highest priority in your life, then it determines the impact that you can have in your life. And so I think that, yeah, we all fall short. We all go back to um, living that secular, sinful life from moment to moment. Mm-hmm. But we can fall back on this, that my highest yeah, priority is We can God. always go back and... And the thing with the the spiritual maturity, as you said, is there are things like when I'm out, I'm doing something or I have a thought. I was like, why why am I thinking this or why am I, you know, looking at this or saying this? Mm -hmm. And it's almost immediately when it's done, it's like, God, sorry about that. (laughs) You know, it's the repentant heart. Yeah. But if you never repent of it, he he'll never forgive you. Mm-hmm. So again, he knows the heart. He, and I guess some sins you could almost say they're like an addiction. Oh, no doubt. Because addictions are things that your body wants to do, but your heart does not want to do. Mm-hmm. So you do it because it's an, I have to. Do, well, you don't have to, but your body is almost controlling you to do it. 
and you're, why you're doing it, it's like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like, you know, God, help me. What am I going to do? You know, mm-hmm. put me to sleep or something. Yeah, you said Stop right, me from doing this. You said right before we started that sometimes, like in the middle of the the sinful whatever, yeah. whatever, repenting going, while I'm repenting doing in it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. That's how it goes. But so that's it. I never heard anyone say it that way before. That an addiction is something that you're. What'd you say? Your body wants yeah, like to do, but your heart to doesn't do, want like to do. Like your mind I mean, and that, your body wants to do it, but your heart's like, oh, no, I don't want. It to makes do total that. sense, and I agree with it because, like, for instance, we're trying to uh, work out, and I say we, me and my son, trying to work out, eat better, get back in shape, and these kind of things. But every night for like the last six months, we will chow down on like Frosted Flakes or something before bed. And speaking and so, of that, I left my candy bar in the refrigerator. Oh man! So don't get hangry on me. Before we finish this podcast, I better not let it. but we've been in the habit, and it's been an <laughs> addiction, I guess you could say, to eat like frosted flakes before you go to bed. So the other night we were uh, trying to go to bed, and he's like, "Think about it, get some cereal." And I was like, "Dude, this is like the moment. Mm-hmm. You got to decide: am I going to do it or not going to do it?" And sometimes your body's going to want to say, "Do this," and you mm-hmm. got to say, "No." And it's the same thing with it's probably like James says, you know, the flesh, the <laughs> lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh. Yeah. It's what this wants to do in this, but it's not what your heart wants. To That's do. right. That's right. And so the good thing in all that is that God's grace and mercy covers all of our knuckleheadness. Mm-hmm. Like we just can continue to mess it up. And his great, there's, it's bigger than anything we could do. And he keeps forgiving us. So I think it's so important that our intimacy with God is so at the forefront of everything we do. And I think you do that uh, through prayer, through reading your Bible. Like I said, being around fellow like like believers, mm-hmm. um, so they can, you know, get into a point in your relationship where you can um, confront if you see a brother or sister slipping, mm-hmm. if you see someone falling, and doing that in a way that um, they don't take offense to. It, that's all a ma- maturity thing too, yeah. uh, getting there. So it's and, all good. And, and I've run across another guy. We we got to talking. This was probably three weeks ago now uh he he was he has a men's group he goes to and i've invited him here and, uh, but that was before i knew he had a group he he Already hung out to. with yeah i'm like it, it yeah as long as you're there you know it, and i don't care if you're hanging out with us or not mm-hmm. but i said maybe we can get the men's your group together and the podcast or something or both classes and mm-hmm. just have a big deal uh but he was saying, you know, something, you know, I'll be doing this or that. And uh, he wants to be held accountable. He wants somebody to, to call him out. And I'm like, you're a rare breed, sir. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> People start getting too close to you. I mean, with even in the in the church congregation, if you hold somebody accountable, they'll, they're going to lash out at you. A little bit. I'm like, well, I'm not. I, I called you off to the side, and we're doing it, doing it over here, just yeah. me and you in private. Nobody's seeing this. Well, who do you think you are? It's like somebody that cares. <laughs> yeah. Well, I agree with that, and it's been it, uh, this week for me has been um, uh, uh, leadership has been the focus. Honestly, mm-hmm. like uh, trying to figure out the best way to manage people. Um, with different personalities, with different abilities, which obviously the church is made up. God said, "We, y'all have your spiritual gifts. Y'all have your mm-hmm. different things. We all come together for one body, and we all communicate in different ways. And so, as you lead a group of people that are leading groups of people, it, it's an interesting dynamic to um, 
I mean, to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've, I've been learning. It's been a learning week for me, I'll say that. Um, but God has been faithful. Uh, I keep saying that a lot in my sermons and a lot during the week. But he continues to just show his faithfulness to us, even though we are all these things that you and I are talking about. Um, mm-hmm. God will use you in ways that are bigger than you could ever imagine or ever do on your own and definitely ever do, si- uh, not singly, um, alone. But you can do so much you more. You want to do it fast. As a, man, that was a great quote, wasn't it? <laughs> if you want to do it fast, Twice, go alone. In one, in one week. And if you want to do it for uh, long, like do, go, go further. Let's do it together. Let's do it together. Yeah. But I'm in the mindset of, uh, man, I want to get there quick. So I want to go by myself a lot of the times. And God is molding me and, and shaping me. when you turn around, me. guess what? You're there by yourself. That's exactly <laughs> right. Uh, that was another quote that came up that said, if you think you're leading, turn around and look. If no one's there, then you're not leading you're anybody. You're not doing you're, a good job. You're <laughs> <laughs> you have run off and left the herd behind. Blessed that as I look behind me right now, there are people following. So God has been been good in that. So that's pretty cool. Uh, but one of the things he allowed us to do this week, we talked about last week, having the blessing of um, going out and shopping for the school supplies and mm-hmm. delivering them to the local schools because one of our focuses this year was the community. Like, how do we pour directly back into the community? And school supplies is an easy thing to do. It's a it's a need that every mm-hmm. parent has. And so he allowed us, God allowed us to go and drop off backpacks at high school and a middle school or elementary school this week So on Monday morning. So that was really cool. We got to go do that and hang out with the principals and teachers. And it was really good to be back in the school. About two years ago, I was at the high school every day, it seemed like. And I had these really tight relationships with football coaches and uh, principals and all these people and then COVID happened and we had to get out and so being back there the other day it was really cool to be in their face like in their presence like mm-hmm. they remembered me I remembered them they knew we were the church and God let us experience that yeah, even speaking though I'm of, uh, speaking of principals mm-hmm. we we took Levi to the I guess like oh, yeah. the opening day mm-hmm. open house open house yeah was that Monday it was Monday, Monday night, yeah. Because you guys went before we did. And uh, I met Dr. Hahn, mm-hmm. and I heard a story that you and Dr. Hahn sat at the same We had a dinner together table. just the other night. And he's ever been to six and a half feet. Easily. I was like, and Haley was telling me that you guys sat at the, ta- the dinner table mm-hmm. together. I was like, I said, I bet he looked like Levi standing next to Dr. Hahn. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't have to ever stand up beside each other. That's a true statement. But I did ask him when he sat down at our table, like, have you ever played football? I mean, mm-hmm. because you definitely look like a football He's player. He's a big dude. Yeah. It, now, I've watched the videos that he sent out introducing himself yeah. because he's he's the new uh, dean, head, headmaster, headmaster or something like that. I guess they call like him at a, at a private school. It seemed really nice. And then I walked in, and I was like, it's like, Whoa, there he is. Look, he's way up there. <laughs> yeah. He's a big dude. Yeah. He's a cool he, – he was really nice. Like Real soft-spoken guy. To Real be so nice. big. Yeah, and you know what impressed me the most about him, and I'm trying to learn how to do as a leader, is remember names. Like, he oh, tried to remember my name. He was one. trying to remember Heather's name. Um, every person that came by and spoke, he would, like, say over and over and over, like, now tell me your name, and he would try to use it and – I've always heard that if when someone tells you their name, if you'll just say it to yourself like three times real quick and then use it in a, like back to them and say their name, you'll remember it. It, it doesn't no, work for me. No, it don't work. Nah. I've, like I told you about 
the the new guy that came to the class, uh, Marshall Williams. Yeah, I had I could never remember his name, so I had a I napkin saw you on cheat it. Your little note. I had a napkin on the table, so I wrote his name <laughs> on the napkin. <laughs> I saw your note on there, and that was funny. Um, I'm I am terrible with names. Terrible. Oh, me too. I mean, you can tell me your name and turn around and walk away, and I immediately forget it. And I'm I'm the worst at saying hey buddy or hey, you know, what's up sir or something like that. If I don't ever use your name, that's because I don't know it. Mm-hmm. So I know your name though. So that's that's easy to remember. So what else has been going on this week? So we deliver book bags. Um, I learned about leadership, <laughs> trying to be a leader. That was, that's Let's been, not say learn. You're learning. I'm learning. learning. I'm still learning. Me too. That, that's going on. But uh, other than that, it's been a pretty uh, relaxed week. We started a new sermon series this week, All in the Family, talking about um, we're all part of God's family. Every time you say that, I just want to say, Archie. Archie Bunker. Archie. (laughs) (laughs) When are you going to do Archie? (laughs) You're joking about that, but that was really the um, inspiration behind it because when we thought about it. I I heard y'all were going to do an opening song. We were going to. But if you think about Archie Bunker um, and the church that we're in, um, we're way different than the times of Archie Bunker. Mm. And so I don't think it would have uh, settled well. Like, he had some views probably that wouldn't have went in a very... Um, in a diverse church, Archie Bunker's probably not the avenue to go down. And so I did like the song, though. I, I just remember the show. I don't I don't remember a lot about it. I, I don't either. I don't even remember the show. I just saw old clips, I guess. But I think it was during a time when um, there were some other issues going on in our world. So... It was probably safer yeah, to stay Yeah, we away. don't have any of those today. No, everything, like I told you, when we first started, everything is good. You wake up and the birds are chirping and everything is good. Yeah, I didn't even know you were recording. I thought we were still just talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, really how it goes down. This is so, really how we talk. So all in the family, it, we're all part of God's family. And what, I, what, what I'm doing is for the next 12 weeks, we're going to take uh, different couples in the Bible and just use them as the example and say this is what happened you know obviously you start off with adam and eve they're the first ones that 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 yeah and all all through the bible people like well they're in the bible they're great people it's like no they're not (laughs) yeah they're they're real people that's what it is and i think that's part of that's it i mean god put these real people in here that are drunkards that are uh, you know Mm -hmm. adulterers all these things and you were speaking of um david earlier david yeah talking about the heart that's how I felt this week. It's like God, God's using people. He's using us, and we are going along with His plans. I mean, you got to go along with the plans if He's going to use you. So you have to be willing to be used. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there you go. In a good way for a change. Mm-hmm. And David was that. He was he was anointed by God. He was chosen out of seven sons, I believe. Jesse had seven. So it, don't get me spitting out a number in line. It'll be recorded. I don't know. Glad you don't lead this church. <laughs> but you're learning. I understand. I'm still learning. I told uh, you. I'm, I'm learning, learning about... that you're learning. <laughs> uh, but he was he was the youngest. He was the yeah. smallest. He was the runt. Yeah, that's true. He was the runt litter, and he was chosen. He he had to be in his early teens. I would oh, yeah. I would suspect. Yeah. 13, 14. Very young. And he was anointed. And then he, his first big move was fighting Goliath. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then God was with him all the way up, and he never laid a hand on Saul because he's like, Saul's anointed by God. My, my hand will never touch you. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> in a you know in a bad way to hurt you or whatever and they they took Jerusalem that's the new kingdom yeah uh, that well that's the center of uh, the city Mount Zion mm-hmm. and I guess David kind of got the big head and he he committed adultery had a had a child in that adultery uh, murdered his best friend conspired to murder planned to kill him oh yeah and so God took his first son Bathsheba and his first son they gave him another son Solomon and you know David repented mm-hmm. he begged God it's like please don't don't take my son it's like no no that wasn't my plan mm-hmm. and that, that's just like me you know you know things I still struggle with years and years later and some things I struggle with it had nothing to do with me I just was more the victim in that than mm-hmm. anything and I mean it's it's a lasting effect so the way that you treat people that especially in just a harsh and just mean and spiteful way is mm-hmm. that's having lasting effects on a lot of people oh yeah <clears throat> and but David repented mm-hmm. and God still made him the mightiest king you know other than now Solomon was the wisest but David was the, was the mightiest mm-hmm. and David's like well I'm talking to Nathan because Nathan was his uh, prophet mm-hmm He's like, we're going to build God's temple here. He's like, well, you're not going to build it. He said, your son is. He's like, you're not going to build it because you've shed blood. Mm-hmm. But he, he shed blood because God told him, go in there and start wiping all these people out, just like he did with Joshua. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's just really what I was thinking about today. It's like, now not comparing myself, but just me to yeah. see, regardless of what you do, your actions, your thoughts, and, and I beat myself up in just thoughts. I, I have no action behind the things I think or what I'm looking at. But, but I mean, man, I just, I don't want to do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. looking over there, I was like, I don't want to look at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't get away from it. Yeah. Is that, that's, this is a scripture you brought up earlier. Um, it's in Romans chapter 7, verse, I think 15, actually. But I think 14 is where it starts. I'm actually in Romans right now. Look at that. So in Romans seven fourteen, it says, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am flesh, sold into bondage to sin. For what I am doing, I do not understand. Oh, no, this is the doo-doo For chapter. I'm not, yeah, this is so hard to understand. The doo-doo chapter. This will twist your mind, too, <laughs> when you try to read all these things. For what I am doing, I do not understand, for I am not practicing what I would like to do, but I am doing the very thing that I hate. He's talking about sin, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. He says, but if I do the very thing I do not want to do, then I agree with the law, confessing that the law is good. So now no longer am I the one doing it, but sin which dwells in me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh, for the willingness present in me, but the doing of the good is not. For the good that I want, I do not do, but I practice the very evil that I do not want to. Uh, but if I'm doing the very thing I do not want to, I am no longer the one doing it, but the sin which was in me, I find then the principle that evil is present in me, the one who wants to do good. For I joyfully concur with the law of God in the inner man, but I see a different law in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin, which is in my members. 
and 24, he says, Wretched man that I am, who mm-hmm. will set me free from the body of this death. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, yeah, I think back, even from back in here, there's this inner turmoil going in. Like, I, I, I know what I want to do. It goes back to that thing in the beginning. And this is coming from one of the greatest apostles that ever walked uh, the face of the earth. Yeah, Paul. I mean, God used <clears> this guy for... The murderer of Christians. Yeah, and it totally turns him around. Yeah. And so it goes back to this first thing we said, our intimacy with God, our, his highest priority in our lives, determines the impact of our lives. And, and Paul over here, I mean, he went from being a killer, uh, a persecutor of Christians to being where his heart was super intimate with God. Completely so. It was out. the definite highest priority in his life, what God can use it for. And, and he even was over here dealing with, man, what I want to do, mm-hmm. I don't. And what I don't want to do, it's very easy to do. And that's like this inner battle that we all yeah. have. And, and that just shows you they dealt with it, we're dealing with it. Oh, yeah. And it's, and it's not the heart that wants to do it, but it's, it's our human sinful nature. And one of the words of the, the verse of the day that I got, I think about two days ago, was Romans 3.23. It says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And and I thought about that, and I was going to send it out to the group text. I was like, well, this proves that just because we're sin, we're not bad people, but it does prove that we're all in the same boat. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because you sin don't mean you're a bad person. No. You just, you're doing stuff that God doesn't, he, he does, you're doing things that he don't want you to do. Mm-hmm. Whether it's you know language or you know actions or whatever, and and just just think the the one thing thou shalt not commit adultery. Mm-hmm. Just imagine if if we kept kept that one law or rule, whatever you want to label it, and we we did save sex for when you get married. And it's a gift; you can do it, but this is how I want you to do it. Right. Just think all the diseases that won't be that wouldn't be here mm-hmm. and all the the adoption agencies probably wouldn't even exist yeah i mean people just went rampant with that and he of course and he put it he put a rule on it to, to keep it in check well we didn't do that <laughs> <laughs> so I, I i i got you but but i just want to try i just want to taste it a little bit yeah and and even just, and, just a little bit on my finger just to taste to see what it's like of course of course and yeah. then once you do a little then you're just all the way in and before you know it you've been there a lot longer than you ever wanted to be it's like how'd i get here mm-hmm. where am i at mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, and it's it's in, a, in, in language it's the same way i think it says james you know get rid of all vile language coarse joking he said get rid of all that stuff Mm -hmm. because it's not wholesome it's not encouraging and there's been times where i've been out on job sites and they're like well you know we really don't want to hear you know jesus or anything it's like you know what i don't want to hear any cussing either (laughs) you don't cuss around me i won't talk to jesus about you Uh to you it's a damn thing so so we kind of just go our own way just separate. Yeah. <laughs> and so all that to say that even though our hearts are, you know, don't follow your heart, your heart will mess you up, follow your passions that God put in there. And when you fall short, 
um, don't beat yourself up. I mean, even David, the scripture would say a man after God's own heart Mm -hmm. fell short so many times and God used him in a huge way. I think as I'm leading a church and just leading people, I see that in people. You want them to step up and do things, but a lot of people feel like they've either sinned too much or their life's not at a place right now where they can lead people or, I don't know, they just can't be used by God because of Mm -hmm. life situations. And I think what I wish people could, could see is that God already knows that. Like God already mm-hmm. knows that we're going to fall short. The scripture you just read, for all have fallen short. and yeah, we're all in we're the all same sin- boat. Sinners and fall short, yeah. yeah. Um, and Romans 5, 8 says when Christ knew that, that mm-hmm. we were still sinners, he still went to the cross. Yeah. Like, you know, he, he knew. He knew. It's not, we're not surprising him by our sinful nature. It's just there. It's part of it. So get, it's almost like a pride thing. Like you're holding on to that. Like, no, I'm too... I'm this, I'm that. And if you would just let that go, God doesn't care about that. He's looking for the repentant heart, like you said. Mm-hmm. And then he'll start to use you, and then he starts changing your ways. He starts changing the way you talk, act, watch, mm-hmm. listen, whatever you do, how you conduct yourself around people. Uh, and we still fall short. We still have the moments where we just want to, you know, light up on somebody with some words or, you know, do certain things. Mm-hmm. But God's grace is there and his forgiveness is there he's looking for the repentant heart exactly what you've been saying mm-hmm. it's like if you'll just repent i'm faithful to forgive you mm-hmm. it's not that i'm gonna have a bad day and won't forgive you i, I don't have those now you do you know you'll have bad days and but that's when i'll forgive you because yeah. you, you will you'll you'll take a left turn when i ask you to go right and then I'll, you know, you turn left. Well, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to follow you down there to go mm-hmm. get you. It's just like you, day in and day out. And then, you know, then it's just, I, I don't want to use it as a as a crutch, but it does happen. Just stress, mm-hmm. you know, workloads. And, and then when you're right at that breaking point, just, uh, I mean, a light bulb could go out and that's all it takes. <laughs> and here come the floodgates, you know, oh, yeah. it's. It's like, man, I'm about to go sideways in this in this parking lot. Hey, listen, <laughs> I, I totally. I'm about to rip the side right out of this trailer. A, I was about to ask you a question, but I will hold it for one second. I'll respond to what you just said. I totally agree because I was mm-hmm. telling you that um, the microwave didn't and work. the dishwasher. Yeah. You know, I walked. That was um, either Monday it's like or I'm Tuesday night. I'm about to rip night. the door right off the house. <laughs> listen, so, you know, I was okay with those. So that was like Monday or Tuesday night. I don't know exactly what night that happened. Uh, so that happened, and I was acting whatever way I was acting. Yesterday, we got a new computer for my daughter because she needs one for school, and we couldn't figure out the Wi-Fi password. <laughs> Dude, it was like, I mean, I was I guess I was being extremely rude because when we went on our walk with the dogs and stuff later, like my wife and daughter were, you know, telling me, oh, that Wi-Fi password was really like da-da-da, you know. Getting fired I didn't up, feel like man. I was that bad, but apparently... So that was my question I was going to ask you. Do you see these um, experiences we have throughout the week and just living this life, uh, rolling over and f- not rolling over, flooding over mm-hmm. into the way you interact with your family? Mm-hmm. Like, I do. I mean, I mm-hmm. know it. Because know it's, your, it's, it's your attitude. Yeah. So wherever you go, it's going with you. It's with you. And I've, I've run into that before for where Levi used to be in daycare. You know where yeah. I used to be in daycare. Uh-huh. Well, they'd have a lot of, 
I guess teachers, we'll just call mm-hmm. them teachers, would, would come through there. There were some teachers been there for a while, mm-hmm. but then new teachers would come in, and the attitude was just, I, I've heard them, you know, yelling and stuff, and not not just being loud, but yelling. And so we'd talk to the, the headmaster dean of the daycare, it's like, so what, what's the what's the plan of action here? Because we're not concerned with just Levi being in there, but there's mm-hmm. ten other kids in there. So we're looking at it as a whole. It's like, well, we either moved them or get fired. I was like, well, that doesn't solve the problem because if you fire them, guess what? Their attitude's going with them. Mm-hmm. You're not changing the attitude. They're, that's not a solution. Mm-mm. But I understand there's only so much you can do with a human being. Yeah. We're, we're a little so stubborn. So they have to work on their self. And, but some people, they're just, you know them like I do, they're just spiteful. Oh, no doubt. Just just because. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be spiteful and hateful just because. <laughs> I told you my experience with, in the restaurant a couple weeks back when I was the one that was being spiteful and mm-hmm. hateful. <laughs> so this weekend when I went and that out was to, on a Sunday afternoon, dude. I mean, I haven't. Man, even, I think Amen was still on my lips. I had yeah. just stopped talking, and I mean, they're going, "Where's my table at? Like, where's my server? Fresh can water? I get, can I get some cannot water? Come out, no, salt water cannot come out of a freshwater spring. Oh, <laughs> uh, so in in all of that, God is still working and moving in our body, and so that's pretty cool. He's to still using. Just them. see, it's it's cool to see that even on my worst days. I, he might just keep using us. Cause he's like, that's the best I got. <laughs> that, I, if that's what I got to work with, <laughs> I'll, I'll make something happen. I've, uh, <laughs> I've coached uh, little kid base, baseball teams and basketball teams before, and maybe he's like that coach. Like, yeah, this is what we got. This is the team I got. So uh, We'll see what I can do. So this was a little rough, but I, I can make it work. If I can create a plan, and I'm sure I can use these people. That's exactly here. right. The but, land of misfit toys. <laughs> I, feel like the land, I feel like I'm leading the land of the misfit toys a lot of times. But he has been but, good. But to I him. think you're right. I think us forgiving us—that's a big part of it, right? It is like the forgiving yourself, the, the pride, and maybe not so much pride, but just well, I, I know what I did. Yeah, it says God has the ability to forget. Uh huh. We, we can't. Yeah, I don't know if pride was the right word, but there's something in us that we 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 know ourselves so intimately that mm-hmm. we know everything. So it's like. God can't use that because I know this, this, and this. And that's almost saying, like, God's grace or God's mercy or his forgiveness is not big enough for it in mm-hmm. a roundabout way. Yeah. So pride might not be the right word, but it's just a misunderstanding of his forgiveness and, and, and what he can use you for. Uh, this week, yeah, so I was saying he continues to bless us and let us do things. And, like, the backpacks were one thing. Um just we have people around that come to the office from time to time that need things mm-hmm. and God has given us the abilities provided just to give them stuff whether it's hygiene products whether it's you know waters drinks See, snacks. they would like to clean up the church building yeah See, are y'all looking for a job yeah. we need a new cleaner um <laughs> you haven't came across that yet it, but if it, if it was 20 hours I might consider it I just don't think I could survive on 10 <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's part of it um, but he, had, one of the gentlemen that comes asked me a question this week. Uh, I said, we were talking just, we talk every week when I see him cause he's a tremendous help to me. He goes around and picks up trash and does a lot of things that we don't have to pay someone to do around here. So that's really cool. But 
he asked me this week, I said, when we stopped talking, I said, well, let me know if you need anything. And he walked off and he came back like five minutes later and said, you know what, uh, Russell, if it's not a problem, can I get $5, $10? And I said, yeah, no problem. And he said, all right, let me ask you another question. How come every time I ask you um, if I can have this or that, you always say no problem? Like you never say, no, this week's tight or no, I'm tired of helping you out or whatever. And I just told him, I said, look, God has been really good to me. Like I'm not mm-hmm. rich. I'm not anything like that. But I have a house, I have cars, I have food on, on the table. Um, I'm able to do those type of things. A new said, computer. I got was able to buy a new computer. Yeah, I mean that is. You figured a while. You're joking, but yeah, that is a true statement. Uh, we were able to go get a new computer. So um, yeah, so I just told him I said, "Well, God's been good to me, man." And I feel like, and I think Scripture teaches that if you will give out of the abundance of what God's given you, and if what you're if you're giving creates a need and all that stuff, then God will bless you. And and so I'm always willing to give. But then it. I remind, just now as you were talking, it reminded me of this chapter in Luke, uh, chapter 7. Um, given it will be given to you, 738. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will pour it into your lap a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. For by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, man, if God has given me anything, I'll give it all away. Because it says, by what measure you you use what's been given to you, then it'll be given back to you. And I guess you don't do that trying to get something in return, but... Where'd you say it was? 738. 738. Oh, 638. Sorry, 638. You got a different version of that, 738 says, that's kind of funny. Well, it is about the woman weeping at his feet with her tears and wiping her hair, so... They didn't say give anything back to him. That is a good part, though. I mean, maybe it's the Holy (laughs) Spirit... Talking because there, the woman in the city who was a sinner, when she learned that mm-hmm. Jesus was reclining at the table, it says that uh, she brought the vial of perfume and she wiped his feet with her hair and kissing his feet and anointing them with perfume. And, and all the Pharisees and everybody got mad and said, What are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. this is this could be sold for we this. We actually m- just went over that in John because that's where we were in okay. John. And oh, yeah, re- related it to because he got anointed twice. Yeah. And that was the first one at Bethany was that one. And, and so it was the, just the uh, the heart. Yeah, right there. I still got yeah. my note. That was his second anointing in John 12. The first one was one you just read. Was this one right here? Because it was an unnamed woman. In like yeah, that's Simon what it the says. leper's house. It just says there was a woman. Yeah, and then in John 12, the second was when Mary done it with the perfume mm-hmm. and the house and the and Judas got upset. It's like, why wouldn't it sold for, for years' wages, like 300, 300 denarii? Yeah. It's like he didn't care about the perfume. He just wanted the money. That, yeah, that's all he cared about. Money. And and she didn't care about the the money for that. She cared about mm-hmm. the savior of the world. It's written sitting right here mm-hmm. in front of me. If I got some perfume and can you know wash his feet off with it, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. So that's uh. That's uh, that's pretty good. I guess I say all that to relate it back to uh, as a church, as I'm leading people, as we are called to lead people and uh, be the light in the darkness that God's called us to be, that all this stuff plays in, it's all together. Like the Bible, I know it from front to back is, um, it's all one story and it's all written to be together. There's not like you only use this section or you only use that section. 
it's all one thing that's all pointing to Jesus. Like the mm-hmm. Old Testament, New Testament, it all points to Christ. And so it all relates together in my mind, the heart condition, the being able to understand that we're sinners and Jesus can still use us, God can still use us to understand that we're all broken. Um, he's looking for the repentant heart. We see people like David and others that sinned and fell short and God still used them. I mean, Solomon, he, he was the same way. Yeah, he liked, he he got liked led females a lot. Yeah, he did. He <laughs> wasn't bashful. Though. He had a thousand women. I mean, isn't that crazy? A I thousand like, women. I mean, Billy Graham was talking about it one day, and Billy Graham said he had seven hundred wives. You talk about sex, he had it. And he's like probably more than any of you will ever have. <laughs> no doubt. He's <laughs> like he had seven hundred wives and three hundred concubines. Hey, that's crazy. And listen, I love my wife obviously more than anything in the world. I love my wife. I couldn't imagine having 700 wives. Like, I mean, other than the, the sex part of it or the fun part. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you're married. You know that marriage is what marriage oh, is. Oh, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a honeymoon every day. Oh, yeah. We'll start back to the fairy tale we started with <laughs> at the beginning. The birds it's are singing and the sunshine and rainbows, mm-hmm. and every day's a honeymoon. So, absolutely. But all that going back to my, what I was saying, this is the heart we got to have we got to have a heart to where whatever God has given you, however he's blessed you, regardless of who you think you are or who you're, you're not, um, he'll use it for this. Like, give all you can, your time, your think, talents, you everything. Know, just give him what you got. Because mm-hmm. pretty much everything you have, he already gave it to you. Of course. He, he doesn't want the stuff back. He wants you. What yeah. are you going to do with what I gave you? And, and I believe we need to stop looking at what we've done. It's like, well, I've done this, so I'm not, I don't think God can use me. L- look at yourself the way God looks at you. Mm-hmm. And stop looking at you the way you see you. Just because I, I cussed a lot this week, maybe 10 words. Uh, but I've, I've tried to keep all that behind but it was probably 10 more than you used a week before so it seemed like it was a hundred percent increase yeah (laughs) uh look at you try to see yourself the way that god sees you Uh you are worth dying for because i can tell you this i'm not going to let i'm not going to sacrifice my son for nobody right it's like mike i want to live it's like well you better go get some help (laughs) (laughs) you better go to the hospital and get an iv and Uh, that's it but we need to see ourselves the way that he does. And, again, it, it's hard because I struggled with it for years. I didn't see myself as nobody. Yeah. And it's like, well, what are you going to do? It's like, well, I'm not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, dealt with the depression and whatnot and then just, just growing up. And, uh, again, just more bad decisions led to worse situations and i was like see i can't do anything right well you idiot you're making the wrong choices <laughs> you're not trying to do anything right. right and slowly i mean before i even got saved he, he started working in me and i i can recall going all the way back to 16 uh now now i'm here and i can look back it's like well he he was there he was there the whole time, mm-hmm. and I didn't even give him a thought. And I, there was one thing, one situation happened one time, and I was in Walmart parking lot in Stockbridge, mm-hmm. where it's down at the end of 138 and 42 there. It was still safe to go there. 
you know, uh, the girl I was dating, she, she worked there, I think, on nights. So I went there, it was probably 9, 10 o'clock or something like that. And I was just in the parking lot, and she was going to take lunch. And uh, So I pulled up, and, you know, there's not many people there by that time. And facing the, you know, we pulled in the parking lot like this. The cars are facing each other. Well, about two or three cars over, there's this girl in this car, in the passenger seat, and just squalling her eyes out, and she's on the phone. And I was like, boy, she's having a bad night, you yeah. know. <laughs> and and then she gets out, and she's leaning on the car, and it, it's some boyfriend trouble stuff. And I'm sure she was talking to a friend or something, mm-hmm. and she's just bawling her eyes out. And, and, all, and I was like, I need to go talk to that girl. And I didn't know what to tell her. Uh, you know, it'll be okay. Like, she's never heard that. Right. So I had, a, I had a little piece of paper or something like this post-it note. No, I, nobody's – I've never told the story to nobody except the girl I was dating at the time. And I had a piece of paper in there, and I just put just one word, pray. Mm-hmm. So I just wrote pray on it, and I got out. I have no idea who this girl is, and I just gave it to her. She said, oh, my God, this guy just walked up to me, and she she just dropped her phone and just hugged me. Oh, wow. And I'm standing there. I'm like, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> if the girl I'm dating what comes out, she's going to want to know what's going on. And, and I did. I just put pray, and I just handed it to her, and it's probably the best thing she read slash mm-hmm. heard that night. And, and even then, I think of that, and that's when he was working through Yeah, were me. you even no, nothing? No, no. Well, far from it. Wow. Running what made you, miles an hour. So what made you write Something pray? in me, it just, I guess, convicted me. You, know, you, like, had, heard, you had heard it, that somewhere or had been experienced well, to it some. I've always been the type of person I want to help all the time, uh-huh. sometimes too much. Yeah. And I guess just sh- somebody's in distress. And it's, that triggers something in every human. Somebody's in distress. So either I'm going to help them or somebody needs to help that person. Right. And I, I did. I just I just wrote pray on that paper, and I walked over there and handed it to her, and uh, she said, "Oh my God, this you know I can still remember it. I don't remember what she looked like, but I I, just, I remember, remember that, that night." And then you know on and on and on, and just you know my life is just roller coaster up and down, highs and lows, and uh, still have highs and lows, but mm-hmm. but they're different highs and lows now. And then at, in 32, you know, I was like, I, that, I made that one final decision. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm out. I'm done. And I was in my bedroom. I was like, God, you're going to have to come down here and handle this. Mm-hmm. I'm out. I said, like, either I'm out or I'm out. Mm-hmm. And he did. And I'm, you know, and wow. about six months, you know, it, he was cleaning house. He was he was doing some. <laughs> it took him a while. It <laughs> took him about six up. months. Yeah, like most of us do. Uh, but then I think about the Ten Commandments, and Billy Graham said it best. Is you you say Louis Giglio all the time? I say Billy Graham yeah. because I got it on the serious on my phone, and I'll listen to it when I'm out mm-hmm. working. Uh, he said the Ten Commandments doesn't make you a sinner. The Ten Commandments lets you know that you are a sinner. Mm. So he didn't make the, those ten rules to say, yeah, you're a sinner. No, it, it lets you know that you already are. Mm-hmm. It's just there. And so when you walk that life, 
when you finally decide to walk the life, just stop trying to control your life and let him control it. It's, you still going to have highs and lows, and, and they can be ex, extremely high and extremely low, but he's the one in control, mm-hmm. not you. It's like, you you just hang on. I'll take care of it. Mm-hmm. And and I just look back now, all these years later, and I mean, even now, like we said, even now, if we say like 10 cuss words in a week, it's like, man, I feel so bad. I feel terrible. and. Because you know in your heart, mm-hmm. you don't you're not supposed to be talking that way. Right. But you get wrapped up in the world, and again you have stress and workload, and uh, I'm I'm just I don't want to deal with people today. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so y'all stay away from yeah, me. I have those days. And, and everybody's going to deal with that. Just some people have learned to let God deal with it. It's like God just forgive me. You know, I've repented of that. Uh, and there's been times when I've cussed around people, and I'll go back and say, man, I'm sorry for cussing. I wasn't even cussing at them. <laughs> they were just around and heard me. He's like, dude, don't worry about it. It's <laughs> like, no, I worried about yeah, it. Yeah, I worried about it. <laughs> Enough to come over here and apologize to you. Um, well, that was that's an interesting story because I agree with you. I think there were points in my life I could probably look back and see God working. Pre-salvation. Oh, way pre. Yeah. Like you're saying, like way pre. That even... Um, probably protected my physical life mm-hmm. to even be here me and you both sir <laughs> yeah to be even doing this i mean i've been could in you such... imagine anybody wanting to hurt us well <laughs> <laughs> not, not this russell that you know now <laughs> but 1992 three four five guy i mean he probably annoyed a couple of people probably definitely uh, early 2000s when i was in the army and didn't know what in the world i was doing and was trying to live life um, I know for a fact he was working pre-salvation when he put Heather in my life. <laughs> like that was a, so it's going to be a stretch, but I think I can make this one work. That, well, <laughs> absolutely. And so God uh, is working these unbelievable things in our life. And what he requires from us is uh, just to be surrendered, to be obedient, to uh, just trust, to have faith. And just to keep moving. I told um, someone yesterday, I want to get this T-shirt made that says, because there's a lot of days where I'm just like, oh, what are we doing? Like, I feel like I'm spinning my wheels. And so I'm going to get a T-shirt made that just said, God, you keep working and and I'll keep walking. Mm -hmm. You keep working, I'll keep walking, because I don't understand all the ways you're working, um, but I'm going to keep walking. And then one day, it's all going to click. Maybe it never clicks. Maybe not until I'm standing in front of Jesus where he explains some stuff to me and tells me all this happened because of that and that happened because of this. I may never understand it and maybe it's not even uh, meant for me to understand it. Mm-hmm. But God, you keep working and I'll just keep walking and then... I think there's a song that says, wherever you lead, I'll follow. Yeah. I think there's a yeah. song like that. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely a song. Yeah, that's exactly right. So wherever you lead, I'll go. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Uh, and that's hard though because there's people in the way. There's problems in the way people's lives are dirty my life's dirty it's it's just a mess and 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 so you got to just keep moving keep going and as a church uh, as as we keep moving and and run into things it becomes difficult at times to um see how all the ways he's working mm-hmm. and but then he'll let you experience and and do things like deliver the backpacks or uh, be able to pro- provide something for a homeless person that passes by the church or just even give them an encouraging word or mm-hmm. just to hang out with them and you know being on the streets or I don't an encouraging know. letter 
or an encouraging letter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. A little post-it note. That's pretty cool. I want to go walk, go around with little post-it notes with prayer written on them, yeah. and I see people. And it was. It was. It was. That's definitely a God weird. moment in your yeah, life. It was. It was a strange moment. Yeah. It was pretty cool when she hugged me though, because that's like. Hey. <laughs> it really meant something. To write you so another letter. That's good. <laughs> Have you been paying attention to the Olympics any? You do that or the no? What? The Olympics? Is that on TV? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I was just wondering if you've seen any of these stories uh, of of these athletes that are yeah, uh, we try to steer clear of the reaching TV. their dream. Oh, just clear TV in general. Yeah, we got Unless, the, we got, you got the Disney Plus. I know. Oh because, yeah, yeah. There, there's one movie that Haley went to watch. It was uh, one of the Marvel ones. Recently. Got, in game or something like that. Yeah. One of the uh-huh. Avenger, Avengers in game. It was yeah. when the raccoon was in it. And the, oh, well, that's all, a, um, all, the, all the guys were Guardians in it. of the Galaxy, huh? Yeah, but I think they had. Oh, when they came they together. Combined. And I think that was one of the last big ones. And she started watching it. Uh-huh. Said the language was getting a little bit rougher and rougher. And I was like, well, I ain't going to watch it. I ain't going to get into it. No. Well, we, we, we like the old one. We've been watching the Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, Captain America, uh-huh. Winter Soldier, uh-huh. and um, some some of the you know the Iron Man's and stuff like that. But I even brought it up when because they film it down there in Fayetteville. Yeah, you told Trillith. me that earlier. Yeah, well, it's Pinewood then, but it's Trillith now. Um, and I even told them, I was like, "What's up with the language in 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 the shows?" I said, "That's not comic book." Mm-hmm. Well, they said Stan Lee wouldn't do that. <laughs> Well, they're they're like me. They're just they're nobodies in the film industry. You know, they they just do what's written down on that paper. Yeah, they, you know, we we're all in the transportation department. And they they don't care as long as their trucks and trailers are there. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah, so what, part of what I was uh, bringing up the Olympics for because <clears throat> I don't know if you've even heard the story, but the young lady that's like the superstar. In, the, in USA Gymnastics, uh, Simone Biles. Now, I've heard her name. Yeah, so she's a beast. She was adopted, I think. I don't, I don't know her story like that. I think that like was a big deal. Yeah. I don't know, but she's a beast, and she just wins gold and everything. But this Olympics, she had to bow out um, at the very beginning because she was going through just some mental things. And, and she came back the other night for her balance beam routine or whatever and won the bronze. And so it was this big deal. And so it's been on the radio, and, and people have been talking all week about your mental state and uh, you know mental health and all these things and i just kept thinking that you know there's people on both sides of the fence for her there's people that say she quit on her team and there and that she should have toughed it out and yeah being a elite athlete you're going to deal with pressure and that's part of being an elite athlete you should step up in those pressure moments and come through and if you don't then you're not elite and then there's people on the other side of the fence that say the mental health aspect of it was way more important than any kind of athletic thing. And so I don't know where I land on the whole thing because I'm a super competitive person, so I get the athlete part of it. I guess my mind went to, I think I see that in people all every day, the mental. Um, but but in the athlete world, I mean, when when is enough enough? Well, never. I mean, you got to keep getting championships and you got to keep winning until you can't do it anymore or else you aren't successful in, the, in your – I guess that's the so point I'm making. It does sound like a mental thing. That's what I'm saying. So I think that's what – my point is that they've invested so much into that sport that that is their God, that is their thing. They are – and it just creates pressure. And what we're trying to explain and get people to understand is that if they will put all that attention and faith – and probably a lot of these athletes do have faith in God to get them to where they are, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not knocking them, but – 
if you're struggling that much, you know, mentally and stuff, I think that uh, God is there to take off the burden. God is there to get you through those things. So I think there's times in our Christian walk in our church and just regular life that people are ready to do exactly what she did, just tap out. Hmm. I'm out. I'm out of the church. I'm out of this. I'm out of that because I can't mentally deal with it. And I think if we turned more to the cross, if we turned more to uh, just trusting the plan, now, we don't know the end, but we know there is a plan that uh, we may still struggle with the mental side of it, but that firm foundation may help us get it through it. And so, I don't know, you didn't watch it, so it, you don't know anything they've been talking about, but it was just an interesting thing to hear all week, the difference. And no one ever said um, about the spiritual side of it. You know, I guess it's national television, so they don't talk about that kind of stuff. But I would love to hear her story. Like, maybe she is a believer. Maybe she does trust Jesus. Maybe mm-hmm. she is walking with him, and maybe he was with her every step of the way through this. I would love to hear that testimony. Um, but it was just interesting to see the world respond to her and the way that she um, had to step down and then come back and get the victory at the end. So I was talking to somebody this week about, it's like, you know, God did give us a day of rest. <laughs> <laughs> and you speak about sports, and I don't, I don't know a professional fisherman. They are for it, sure. Is a, is a yeah. sport or whatever, but they there are some they're very outspoken about their religion. I mean, they'll have it on their jerseys. Yeah, I guess that's jerseys when they were they're fishing. I don't watch fishing shows like if they're on TV, but I'll I'll catch them on YouTube because they kind of condense oh, yeah, all the good stuff. It all down. Yeah, um, but they're they're very outspoken about their religion. Yeah, uh, and I was like. I never knew fishermen were that spiritual. He's like, I guess you better be if you're out there <laughs> making a living off of his fish. No doubt. <laughs> That's a good take. Um, uh, especially uh, to see. hunters. Hunters mm-hmm. are really, really spiritual. But when it, I'm sure there are in, in the football and the baseball oh, yeah. and basketball. No doubt. I, Tim Tebow, I know, he was a, he was a huge he was football, There's right? lots of them, yeah. Um. And people like, well, you can't talk about that. Well, I quit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. It's not the mainstream topic all the time, but I do love the athletes that do uh, give credit to God and all these things. Uh, there was a really cute um, girl, not cute because of her looks. I'm saying just her personality was very cute the other night. She won the gold medal, and, man, she was just so bubbly and, like, was so psyched and was, you know, thanking God and doing all these mm-hmm. things. So it was that, that was cool to see. Um I guess what I'm saying is I wish I saw that more in people when they are feeling the mental fatigue in their regular life to turn more to Jesus, to turn more to God and, and, and watch him work and, mm-hmm. and, then, and then do things in their life that they could never do. I just feel, and I know, I think I know in my spirit because I know it in my own life, that he's faithful and he will get them through whatever it is. And on the other side, there's blessings. On the other side, there's looking back and going, oh, wow, he was working in this and mm-hmm. You know, he was working. He kept me alive kept one walking. more day. <laughs> yeah, one more day. Yeah, no doubt. And so I'm pretty excited about this um, family, all in the family mm-hmm. study, just because it, it points to all these things we're talking to. The very first one is on Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we know their story. Uh, sin enters the world through them and all this stuff. But it's more about the way God worked in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, God made man and said, this guy can't be by himself. He yeah. needs he needs and, and something. And sin has to be in there. Mm-hmm. Or if you just heard the good stuff all the time, it's like, well, this is kind of boring. Yeah, well, of course, yeah. It's like we were talking about the other week. If 
if you baptize 10 people every week, it, you just get kind of stale, By stale the and stagnant. Second or third week, you yeah, wouldn't be like, as nice yeah, and whatever. fun. But, but when them times show up and, and people will talk about, you know, well, Eve, she, she ate the apple and the women mm-hmm. blame her for all the periods and whatnot. And it's like, uh, the well, pain don't, in childbirth. Yeah, don't, don't badger her too bad because you're not putting your life story on paper <laughs> for and, letting, every, and read. letting the world to read it <laughs> i wouldn't no way so i don't badger david you know i'd probably be like yeah that was me <laughs> but the cool part about that uh, genesis the chapter one is obviously all about creation uh what i'm going to speak on this week is chapter two and three um and it's all about god realize not realizing that's like he didn't know it but god creating adam from the dirt and then saying it's not good for this man to be alone and God creating us to be in community. That's mm-hmm. in our DNA. That's part of, as a human, that's how he as created. As a helper and a partner and yeah. to do it together. And so we're, we're called to do this life together, to not do it alone. Mm-hmm. And the church is just the, I mean, it's a building, it's a church, but it's more than that. It's the people that God has put in your life at this moment in time to do this life together. And so the more that we can be together, the more that we can uh, share that we're all struggling, that we're all going through different things, and that God has been faithful and good through it all, then that's the story. I mean, that's the whole thing, and that's what life is all about, I think. I mean, it's we, living, we might learning, go through different things, trusting. but we, we live on the same planet. Yeah. And so I'm excited about that series starting this weekend. Um, I think it's it'll challenge me, I think, as a husband and as a father, just mm-hmm. reading about these couples in the bible and that david and abigail are in you're talking about being the father here or at home i'm talking about being at home um, I'm the, the daycare here. leader here <laughs> <laughs> i'm talking about being the father at home um pastoring mount zion is a yeah. is a task all unto itself yeah. but my first responsibility is to jesus of course i mean i get in trouble but it's always to my family you know and i always want to be the best uh, husband and father that i can be and you fought I think that's I beat myself up on that. You said you have beat yourself up because of the words you used. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't use any bad words like that today, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, there's just different things that happen in being a father and being a husband that you are like, man, I could have handled that so much better. Or I could have said this and not said that. And, but next time. But next time it's coming around. That's right. But next time, and you live and you learn. But through it all, God is good, and He's. Mm-hmm allowing us to experience when, tremendous blessings when i worked at the gm shop for blue circle materials the concrete shop the yellow ones uh, they're like well what do you do for a living i said i i babysit 700 grown men <laughs> bunch of truck drivers man i'll tell you you talk about some whining people yeah it's like what what's wrong today Come here, little Johnny. Tell, tell Daddy what's <laughs> tell wrong Daddy's today. Knee. Tell me what's going on. <laughs> Bounce you around a little bit. That's funny. It, it gets old. It does. Yep. And it's like, why can't you people just listen? But then you got the flip script. Mm-hmm. God's looking at you. Why can't you just listen? Why can't listen? you just get it together? Why it's can't always you easy listen? To point out other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. And we start looking at our own stuff, and then that gets way too personal. Mm-hmm. And but we're all in it together. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So I think we'll uh, wrap it up right there. But um, I guess what's our what's our focus for today? Don't follow your heart. Follow your passion. God put it there. When you mm-hmm. mess up, keep moving because God knew you were going to mess up, yep. and He still loves you. 
He can forgive you more than you can mess up. says that after he created everything, that he looked at it and said, this is good. Mm -hmm. And I always think about that because I always think that in that good was me and you. And I like believe he, when he created Adam and Eve or man, <clears throat> he said, this is very good. I was going to say he even added. We, we're the only ones that got the very. The very good. And so we are a special uh, creation of God. And we need to remember that. Like you said, remember who we are. Don't get too, don't beat yourself up. Mm -hmm. Don't look at yourself through your sinful blurred vision mm -hmm. but look at yourself through who God is and and how he sees you and and God sees your heart and so you want to have a repentant heart you don't want to have a um, a heart that's all in sin and and not recognizing what it's doing to your life and if you can get to that place where you're repenting and turning from it and running to the Lord running to the cross um, then that there's no boundaries there's no limits to what God can do in our lives and so that's what we want to encourage people to do mm -hmm. so we'll uh, be back here next week thank you guys for joining us like share subscribe all those cool things God bless and we'll talk to you next time <laughs>